This is the youngest uh, ratioed show we've ever, I think, youngest show we've ever had yeah. combined. Which, which Quit bragging. <laughs> you guys look like you're all part of the same family, except Seth is like the outcast. <laughs> He's the bad kid. <laughs> but Benton and Ruby, always getting straight A's, twins. They uh, always... <laughs> fraternal <laughs> twins, yeah. Okay, Benton maybe, but I have bangs. You know? <laughs> I'm edgy. Yes. I can rock bangs. So. What, listen, we need to get this show going because their parents are going to pick them up pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> like curfews. They're both dead. If you guys, <laughs> we <if> killed them. <laughs> <laughs> the twins will the rule. You're going to say it at the same time, though. <laughs> the twins will rule. Jesse and I look like two gay dads. <laughs> On either end, you adopted us. <laughs> you adopted you. It's just our family of rescues. <laughs> I'm the cool dad. <laughs> Jesse's the disciplinarian. I'm the cool dad. <laughs> he gives us spankings. <laughs> if you're gonna murder that man, you have to clean up after yourself. <laughs> I was doing the uh, what I imagined was the math on the drive here, and I think the two of us are old. Yes, um, but two of us combined. Uh, it would still require one more of them to equal us combined. Because <laughs> we're 82, I believe. <laughs> I'm uh, still 81. We're 80, still 81. Okay. <laughs> oh. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, or 12. Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience That's you. in a show called Stab. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Get into it. Clap harder. Clap harder. Give us our due. All right, guys, welcome to Stab uh, here at 1710 Broadway in Sacramento, California. Um, uh, you guys ready to meet your contestants? Of course you are. Ruby Setnick right there with a K. Benton Harshaw with a B. Seth Draven, he's a heavy metal singer. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Jones, a little bit younger than me. Just slightly. I am... Got John six Morris. months on you, old man. <laughs> oh, wait. You're, yeah, that's right. Mm. All right. Welcome to Stab. Let's go ahead and start. Do you want to start? Do we? Do I have to meet all of you again? No. I, I mean, it'd be nice. All right. <laughs> Ruby. What's Ruby up? Ruby and Ben. <laughs> Ruby and Ben. <laughs> Child lovers. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry about that. Oh, that's you not, held. That is not the bit we had before the show. <laughs> oh, how the tables turned. That took a, took a hard is, turn on this. This is like the barely legal episode. Of <laughs> the way I like it. What? <laughs> I like them barely illegal. Okay. What? Okay. Sorry. Hey, uh, Ruby. No. How's it going? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I'm okay. How are your how's how are your things um, going? I got a kidney infection. Ooh. It's okay. I'm on antibiotics. Cranberry juice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Didn't say urinary thing? tract infection. There's a they're different. There's different a couple things. steps between the kidney infection and the urinary tract. That's there's. Oh really, Doctor Jones? I'm just saying. <laughs> there's a couple feet of tubing between the two. I think. Oh. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I apologize. Still, it doesn't hurt to drink a little cranberry juice every <laughs> once in a while. Benton, 
What have you been up to, my friend? I, uh, <laughs> I donated a kidney recently. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous. I hope it goes to a good person. <laughs> Very good. I could hear it in your voice. Yes. Good job. Uh, Seth Draven. Yo. You look nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a heavy metal band? Is that the right way to <laughs> categorize it? Is no. <laughs> or what's the name of your band? Is it cool for me to plug it right of now? Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's on my sweater or anything. Oh, uh, uh, Haynes Herway. <laughs> that's a cool name of a heavy metal Killer band. Killer Couture. Killer Couture. What kind of We're music are We're all in the you? room. Where I know. That's why we had you on. We knew you'd invite people. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Industrial music. Industrial. Yeah. It's Goth. A lot of, lot of clanging. Yeah. And just you know. <laughs> lots of noisy sounds and stuff. Yeah. Noises, clangs. Would I understand the lyrics or do you scream them? Or uh, you... I mean... I scream, but I do it clean. It's not like, it's not like, uh, like distort or screamo or anything. It's right. like I get it, it. It's more like hardcore punk lair, like vocals. I get yeah. it. I used to be in a Christian hardcore band. So <laughs> that makes sense. I totally understand. <laughs> also, I have a UTI in case you're <laughs> very good. <laughs> uh, lots of pancakes what? for those. That's what, <laughs> what is with the youth of the nation today? <laughs> Just can't keep their <laughs> excretion <laughs> holes clean. I don't know. Wash your holes, kids. Yeah. <laughs> keep your excreters. Keep your holes clean. Stuff. All right. My Jesse. band didn't show up. <laughs> There's so many subcategories for bands or for music styles. It's, I know. I'm old. I'm. Hey, you know what? Can <laughs> can you send us a track? We'll uh, we'll edit your music into the show a little bit for time. All right. All right. You do you do a Bob Seger cover? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I can't wait. Jesse, can you make that happen? You know how to use computers. That's, uh... <laughs> All right, guys. Let's play Stab. This first segment will start as soon as this uh, sound effect is over. It's called reorganization, folks. Uh, please take the following acronym. Reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, well, uh, being that yesterday was Valentine's Day, uh, today's acronym is divorce. D I V O R C E. What does divorce mean to you, Ruby? Um, divine intervention vlog. Offensive, racist, corrupt, accessible. <laughs> God is. Sorry, what? Excuse Nothing, sorry. <laughs> God is vlogging now. <laughs> he tried to write another Bible, but no one reads. On Friday night, he released his internet debut, and the feedback was widely negative. <laughs> we all know it actually is God, because the caption says so. The transcript is as follows. What up, guys? It's your boy. God. <laughs> Sipping Pepsi, hanging loose, trimming my god balls. <laughs> I know you've all been waiting a long time. I took kind of a break, but I've been working really hard on my Urkel fan fiction <laughs> and thinking a lot about birds. <laughs> Drink Pepsi. But now... On a more serious note, I have some stuff I want to clarify. I want to be very clear. The depths of the ocean and the surface of the moon, much like Chris Kardashian's womb, 
were never meant to hold human life. (laughs) 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 That's my B. (laughs) Pepsi cures poverty. All right, got out. (laughs) Very good, Ruby Setnick. Very good. My favorite child, Benton Harshaw. (laughs) What does divorce mean to you, Benton? Okay, Uh, this is a movie trailer. No smooth transition. Okay. Uh, From the makers of Iron Man and Boyhood comes a brand new Marvel movie this summer. Watch out for the Divorce Squad. (laughs) Defenders in very opposing relations chasing enemies. A recently divorced couple gains superpowers and decide to fight crime together. Watch them fight crime aggressively and fight themselves (laughs) passive-aggressively. Watch as they catch the bad guys and then debate who is taking custody of them. Who should pick them up from jail? Who's dropping them off at jail? Man, why did they even have criminals? (laughs) (laughs) Criminals are stopped in the tracks by this dynamic duo, mostly because they don't know if they should be saying anything while the two heroes are arguing. Watch out, because your two heroes fight several different villains, like the marriage counselor that still thinks it can work. the sassy lawyer, and most of all, their children. Watch them speed around the city in the divorce mobile, which is just an old Corolla they bought together that neither wants to let go. (laughs) Watch Stan Lee's cameo as the over-it judge. Sir, stop calling your wife a super whore. (laughs) Starring John Morris Ross and some lady... (laughs) And some lady I've never met before. (laughs) Coming this summer, Incredibles 3. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. We'll talk later. (laughs) Seth Draven, what does divorce mean to ye? (laughs) Don't instigate violence, Owen. React calmly. Easy. (laughs) You're going to go in there? You're going to sign the papers. You're going to get out. You can handle this. You're an adult. You're not, a, you're not a broken child trapped inside of the empty shell of a man. You don't throw petulant temper tantrums. I mean, you get a little mad sometimes, but that's not unwarranted, especially when she does the things that she does. And then she blames them all on you. Oh, well, you're the one who leaves his socks by the toilet. You're the one who punched my father at my parents' anniversary dinner. You're the one who tried to punch a hole in the wall and hit a stud. You're the one who won't pleasure me. Well, you know fucking what, Diane? You're the one who blew the waiter at BJ's in the bathroom! How is me being sleepy after a long day at the office equal to that? How would I cause that? I didn't take his dick out his pants and put it in your face. Okay, easy. <laughs> this is what you're trying to avoid. Don't let yourself get too worked up. You're not going to let it happen in there. Even if she does bring that son of a bitch waiter for emotional support. Even if she is taking most of the custody of the girls. Even if she's getting the house which leaves you on your boss's sofa. You can be the bigger man. <laughs> like that waiter's. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Diana, blowjob at BJ's? <laughs> The irony isn't lost on me. I'm not a moron. That should have been my BJ. Mine. I swear to God, I'm going to punch that pretty boy's little face in. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. Okay.
okay, it's out now. You're good. <laughs> You're fine. You're great. You got this. Don't instigate violence, Owen. React calmly. Wow. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Ooh, another one hitting close to home. Okay. Yeah. Jesse Jones. I based that on you. <laughs> that you. was very specific. I'm going to. Hmm. You named a divorce. <laughs> it's true. Jesse Jones. Yeah. <clears throat> Hit me with your best shot. Proper oral hygiene is important. More important than a belief in the afterlife? We didn't say that. You did. <laughs> but it's at very least up there. Which is why you should always get yourself a divorce at least twice a year. Because four out of five dentists agree. Dental inspections very often reduce cavities' effects. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the fifth dentist doesn't know what to believe anymore. (laughs) He or she has dedicated their life to the defense of a healthy set of chew bones. They try and try and try to eradicate plaque and gum disease, but it just keeps coming back, seeming to mock all they stand for and have ever believed to be true. (laughs) So they begin to wonder what it is they're spending their life fighting for. Nobody flosses. No matter how much they scream the benefits through their paper masks and straight down the gaping throats of so many neglectful patients. They know that no one can find the force of will to delicately, yet forcefully, pry those damnable flavored strings between their teeth and draw it back and forth, back and forth, down to the gum line. Hell, it makes them cringe to think about it. So how could they possibly expect the general tooth-owning public to willingly subject themselves to it nightly? One out of five dentists wonder if anything they've ever done matters at all. (laughs) And if they just took a dental drill to their temple and drove it into the cavity of their head, would they even be missed? <laughs> would their impact on the oral hygiene of their local area have, even, have made even a speck of difference in the cosmic scope of it all? Scope! Damn you, mouthwash! <laughs> you and your stinging cheeks full of lies! <laughs> but despite the existential dread of 20% of the dental community, Four out of five dentists still believe you should get regular divorces because dental inspections very often reduce cavities' effects. <laughs> very good. That was divorce. <laughs> Made me feel good. That was good. Great job, everyone. Good first pass. This brings wow. to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we supposed? To- are we supposed to go back for rewrites? <laughs> Feeling intimidated, old man. Anyway, try again. Anyway, no, uh, this brings us to our uh, second segment of the evening of five, if you're counting, uh, called the top three Google searches of uh, staying in the theme of love and lovers. Uh, please have composed three Google searches from the perspective of a heartbroken Cupid. A heartbroken Cupid. We'll do one at a time. We'll start with you, Ruby. Okay, Cupid, don't name name rights. <laughs> don't main name rights. I fucked it up. <laughs> do you want to try it over? What? Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> don't main name. <laughs> All right, very don't good. <laughs> What's your name again? Uh, Benton. 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 <laughs> now John Morris Ross the fifth. <laughs> way I wanted it. All right. Benton, uh, your first of three. Uh, do women care about baby penises? Because <laughs> he's a baby. Right. That is true. 
Seth, you're first of three. Now that I am just a sad baby with a bow and arrow, does that make me the new Ted Nugent? (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Jones? Well, sticking with the bow and arrow. (laughs) Where best to sell used archery equipment online? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's done. (laughs) Ruby, you're second. Drinking laws for naked infants with wings. <laughs> Benton. Uh, do women have a soft spot for soft spots? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Seth. Baby porn. All right. It's okay, he's a baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No no incognito. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, the like FBI sees it either way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Jones. Um, second. Um, where the fuck does the toothberry get off? <laughs> Very good. Wait, wait. The FBI sees it either way? Good <laughs> 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 <Did> to <you> go. <laughs> Ruby, your third of three of the top three Google searches from the perspective of a baby, heartbroken baby Cupid. Yeah, I think we're all there. Tom. Okay. <laughs> uh, God's Urkel fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Full PDF. <laughs> Benton. Uh, single babies in my area. Also, will this search get me on a list? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been confirmed that it will, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seth. Polyamorous arrows not working right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they had different settings. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, pants, comma, where to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was the top three Google searches from the perspective of a heartbroken coop- Cupid. Cupid. <laughs> It's like coupon. He did, you didn't know that. It's a different. That brings us to the third segment and the most hated segment by everyone that's ever done this show before. Called This Was Today Once. Uh, I personally think it's easy, but I've never done it. <laughs> Ruby, uh, today is National No One Eats Alone Day. Did you know that? Uh, also on this date, 2011 in Malaysia, Islamic morality police arrest more than 80 Muslims to prevent them from celebrating Valentine's Day. Uh, you, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Um, I produced a highly controversial screenplay called um, 80 Muslims, One Cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. We're hitting low tonight. Abrupt, yeah. Very good. Benton, on this date, uh, 1879, U.S. President Rutherford B. Hayes signs a bill allowing female attorneys to argue cases before the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, Also on this very date, 1965, American singer and pianist Nat King Cole died. Uh, How'd you choose to celebrate these things all mixed up? Fuck you, John. Uh, I have a I have an old recording from Rutherford B. Hayes, okay. actually. He had a draft of another bill before he signed the one that allowed the women to uh, 
debate in uh, the Supreme Court. Okay. So this is that tape. <laughs> Hi, uh, this is Rutherford B. Hayes. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been asking for this video, so I'm going to make it. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm all for females uh, debating in the Supreme Court. Uh, I just think if we're going to let them do it, it might as well be entertaining. Uh, <laughs> So I'm making it a requirement in this bill of mine that all women debating in the Supreme Court must have some form of uh, recreational uh, entertainment. Uh, I will, including uh, juggling, uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, they can be a mime while they debate in court. Uh, <laughs> this is preferable because they would not be talking as a mime. <laughs> I like mimes a lot. They got the invisible walls and such. Uh, <laughs> invisible walls for women. That's a good idea. Hey, Sally, write that down. That's, uh, that's Sally. She cries a lot. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Rutherford B.B. Hayes uh, coming straight to you. Uh, yeah. I kind of want the Supreme Court to be like an open mic night for women. Uh, kind of a NACA conference. Uh, afterwards, bookers would come up and book them for... Various things like uh, birthday parties or college gigs or perhaps uh, my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Rutherford B. Hayes, uh, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> very good, very good. Benton Harshaw. Very good. Uh, where was the mention of Nat King Cole? I don't understand. Entertainment. Oh, entertainment. Okay. Ah. I was just going to sing Unforgettable. <laughs> that would be good. That would have been better. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That was good. Very interesting. He, di he died of uh, lung cancer at the age of 45. Uh, he also cheated on his wife with a 19-year-old Swedish person. Okay. Anyway, learned that yesterday. You're welcome. <laughs> really got it out for Nat King Cole. I, hey. <laughs> I'm just, you know, his crooning voice uh, is a little... Some secrets. Okay. Um, <laughs> Seth, on this date, 1961, Sabina Flight 548 crashes in Belgium, killing 73, including the entire United States figure skating team, <laughs> along with several, several of their coaches and family members. Uh, also on this very date, 1992, the 100th episode of Cops airs on Fox. How do you celebrate these things all put together? First of all, I'd like to say I understand why Jacqueline backed out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible prompt, even compared to the other This Was Today Once's. <laughs> I read the other ones. I'm mad about it. Um, okay. I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm very sorry. I will so, change it on your behalf. This is what we needed. Was just one more complaint. <laughs> so uh, Zach wrote the majority of this, and right, I tweaked Zach. it. <laughs> All right. He had absolutely we'll nothing to do with it. see what I did to it. <laughs> so. Just like everybody else here, I've been waiting a while for the 27th anniversary of when Cops hit its divine milestone of 100 episodes, and I chose to celebrate in the most respectful way possible, by following around every single cop I came across with a video camera. <laughs> Living in Oak Park, it didn't take me long to come across a couple of our boys in blue confiscating a homeless man's tent that I'm sure he was selling weed drugs to kids out of. <laughs> As I walked up with my phone drawn, hoping to capture this selfless yet subtle feat of heroism, one of the officers saw me and took me straight to the ground. He said something about interrupting an investigation. Somehow, I don't think he knew about the 27th anniversary of the 100th episode of Cops. 
as I laid there trying to explain that today was a holiday and I'm just celebrating, he threw my phone and immediately punched me in the jaw and muttered something like, Antifa homo, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> At this point, I was pretty confused until I realized this is exactly how an episode of Cops would go down and these fine men were just celebrating with me, getting me into the action. The only thing missing now is when the suspect tries to run away but ends up hamburger meat, so my job wasn't done yet. At that point, I bolted like the Pope catching the school bus and was almost instantly shot three times in the ass. All I remember after that was waking up in the ambulance to the paramedics talking about some plane crash that killed the whole U.S. figure skating team. One of them was telling the other guy about how the accident caused U.S. figure skating executives to issue a mandate that no U.S. figure skating team going to an international contest fly together on the same plane again ever. <laughs> Which is a real fact, because I coped the whole fucking Wikipedia page of that disaster <laughs> to look for any semblance of a joke. <laughs> and it did not work. Oh, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I think it worked. Yeah. I interjected with, hey, that's right, that also happened today. <laughs> And then the ambulance hit a bump in the road and my ass cheeks clapped together and I was out again. When I awoke once more, I was in a hospital bed with TV reporters asking me a bunch of questions about a wrongful injury suit or something. One of them asked me, what do you have to say to the people? I thought for a moment about the incredible journey that I had undergone today and told them, watch cops. <laughs> very good, very good. Good job, Zach. <laughs> it's like three quarters, Zach. Very good. Jesse Jones, uh -huh. today is National Caregivers Day. Isn't that something? Uh, also, on this date, 2013 British catering firm Compass Group and Whitbread, Whitebread, uh, one of the country's largest hotel chains, finds horse DNA in the products they sold as beef. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Beef. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Uh, how did how did you choose to celebrate these things all next time? Well, I celebrated this National Caregivers and Accidental British Horse Meat Day <laughs> by visiting the poorest person I personally know and doting upon them in the most impersonal and half-ass way I could muster. So, gently waking myself up, I asked me how I slept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> there's, there's still a full, a full like five sixths of this page left, so it gets stupider. <laughs> this was one that I, I think that I commented to you or somebody today about. This was one of the the dumbest things. Yeah, ever. that was. Is this going to so. top cat fancy? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, that's stupid in a different way. Yeah, that was great. You know. Okay, so <laughs> right. let's go. Let's take it back. All right, sorry. So uh, gently waking myself up, I asked, uh, asked me how I slept. I knew I didn't actually care what the answer was, but it was just nice to see somebody. So I answered me all the while knowing I wasn't listening. <laughs> Ignoring whatever gibberish I was mumbling to me, I delicately rolled me over to I discover what my nose had already been screaming to my brain, that I was laying in an inch-deep casserole of cacas. <laughs> Choking back vomit, I returned me to my back, pretending I didn't notice. I asked me if I'd heard from my family, 
and I almost laughed in my own face. I shushed myself as I retrieved a cold burger from a crumpled paper bag and plopped it on a tray in my disgusting, piss-reeking lap. I asked me if it was Jack in the Box. I shrugged silently back. I didn't have to tell me that I, I was half right. It was, in fact, ground-up turtle meat. <laughs> Hand-processed from a box of discards I pick up weekly from behind the PetSmart around the corner from my apartment. <laughs> there was probably some hamster and parrot in the burger, too. I don't regularly clean my meat grinder. Oh, God damn. But I didn't need to tell me that. That's our little secret. <laughs> Revolted as I watched me greedily dig into the assorted pet burger I made the night before, I quickly turned to exit. My half-assed deed done for the day. Before I could leave, I called after me through a mouthful of little minced dead things. Thank you, I whimpered, knowing I probably wouldn't see me again until next caregiver's day. <laughs> <laughs> Your dirty gross butt is covered in yuck poops, I told me. <laughs> and I know that I know that I already knew. <laughs> Very good. That was this was today once. A category that will continue to happen. <laughs> this brings us to the fourth of five segments. Uh, this one is called Write a Romantic Poem About It. Yeah. Please have composed a romantic poem in regard to the following topics. Ruby Setniks. Setniks. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the South now. Ruby Setniks. Uh, let's hear that romantic uh, poem about a dirty pet store. Oh. <laughs> this poem is called An Adorable Kitten, His Worm-Riddled Asshole. <laughs> Dear loved one, you are like a dirty pet store. When you're in the room, I can see nothing but you, like a chihuahua penis. <laughs> you always keep me guessing, like a rat's balls. Aren't those its balls or deadly tumors? <laughs> you, are <laughs> you are all around me, in the air, in my veins. Sometimes you're with me and I don't even know it, like bird flu. I thought that was the funniest one. <laughs> Thank you. Very good, Ruby. Very good. Very good. Benton, please have composed a romantic poem in regard to yourself. Myself. About you. Yeah. All righty. Uh, before I begin the poem, uh, this poem is known as uh, Benton Harshaw, more like Benton Hardshaw. <laughs> this poem is also known as Benton Hardshaw, the story of a legend. Uh, <laughs> this poem is also known as this poem is also known as When Harshaw Met Hardshaw. Uh, <laughs> this poem is also called Failure to Hardshaw. <laughs> This poem is also known as Benton, uh, Benton Hardshaw in Paris. Uh, die Hardshaw. Uh, shot through the Hardshaw. Beauty in the Hardshaw. Four Hardshaws. The Six Hardshaw. Bridget Jones Hardshaw. How to lose a Hardshaw in 10 days. The final Hardshaw. Hard for Hardshaw, the hardening hard. Incredibles 3, Hardshaw edition. Benton Hardshaw, Fabio's Lost Orphans. 
That's a callback to Stab Episode 1 with me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now we'll begin the poem, uh, This Guy Fucks. And that's it. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Brendan. Benton. All right, Seth. Uh, romantic poem about the things that are under your bed right now. All right. Keep in mind, I am a artist first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Real quick before we go into this, I forgot. I want to say what my other divorce acronym was. Oh, I sure, like, sure, yeah, sure. Out. Roll it back. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Dads and videos of racial conflicts explain. <laughs> and I just couldn't take it anyway. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one. Do you have another one? Do you have Zach's? All such a reading Zach's stuff. It's anarchy. <laughs> no, unless you want to get poked. Oh, shit. Hard shot. Right, again. Po- poked by what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. What was the other one? Yeah. Oh. Are we still doing the show? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is the Polar Express, guys. I gotta go pick up people. <laughs> I'm afraid to look at you. Your darkness, a portal to the unknown. What if you hide ugliness? And what if you hide shame? Or what if you hide beauty and treasure just the same? I am unsure of what to expect, but the moment has come and I offer myself to you. I reach in and feel around for your secrets. I am waiting for the monster to nibble on my arm or perhaps a lurking killer to do me mortal harm. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, as I drag my fingers through the dust, I find meager offerings of acceptance and of trust. You see the real me. You see the most hidden aspects of my being and keep little tokens to remind me who I really am. Look, you say. Here's the wrapper of a candy bar you ate in bed and fell asleep next to. (laughs) I smile in remembrance of that sweet treat. See, you say, here's a Trojan endurance condom now expired. (laughs) I chuckle fondly at the days when that was needed. (laughs) Behold, you say, here is a dirty sock left alone to die away from its brother in the dresser. I nod in respect to my foot's fallen companion. Now, you say, you may have it all back if you wish. I ponder your offer. No, I reply. (laughs) I want you to keep them for me. I slide out of you back to the world of light. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet underbelly of my bed. (laughs) I'm truly blessed to sleep above you every night. Very good, very good. Seth. That guy has written other poems. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It feels like that movie that Fred Savage was in. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) It was really, what was it? Yeah, though, yeah. Oh, no, that's Little Monsters. Little Monsters, monsters, yeah. yeah, That's right. Gremlins? (laughs) Yeah, no. Very good, very good, Seth. That was beautiful. I (laughs) nearly teared up. Jesse Jones, yeah. a romantic poem about something I'm very familiar with, the welfare system. <laughs> why are, why are, yeah, poverty's real funny. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, my poem is actually keeping very much in line with my last prompt, and I'm feeling more than a little personally attacked. 
You protect me. <laughs> you keep me from harm. You provide for me. You keep me warm. Except for hot food in the grocery store deli. <laughs> I know that fresh, warm fried chicken is only the right of the gainfully employed. <laughs> and that if I want it hot, I can learn how to use the goddamn oven. You know full well that I could work if I want to, but that I don't want to, that I flat out refuse to work no matter what, gorging myself on the generosity of your voluminous teat. <laughs> so strained by so many lazy loungeabouts like myself who know full well that they'll never have to do for themselves so long as you can do for me. Oh, the swell of pride that I feel when as an absolute last resort I have to depend on you so that I might not starve to death. The grotesque pleasure I take in flaunting my EBT card with every purchase, waving my vulgar sloth in front of the judging faces of all those around me in the checkout stand, each one trying desperately to choke back the panic knotted in their own throats, knowing full well that they're just one bad week from having to make the same desperate crawl to you. <laughs> oh, welfare system. I don't deserve you. Just ask anyone who's never needed you. They'll tell you. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me. I have some cold deli fried chicken <laughs> that I need to pop in the oven as a reminder that I should really get my shit together. <laughs> very good, very good. I feel closer to you now. <laughs> this brings us to the final uh, segment of the evening called Department of Tourism. Uh, congrats, everyone. Uh, you've been hired as the new tourism directors of the following places. Make us want to come, visit there, or live. I don't know. Whichever. Ruby, uh, please make us want to live at uh, your high school. Where I don't go anymore. Your high school. Just to be clear. <laughs> high school, just be clear. High school, this is high school back when I was still there. <laughs> so a year ago. A year ago. ago. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I've changed a lot. I'm on, I'm on meds now. <laughs> High school that finally has what it's always been missing. A single goth Jewish girl with bangs in the corner <laughs> looking at you. Meet early high school, Ruby, your tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> she isn't impressed with you because you don't smoke clothes and you aren't into Marxist theory and you enjoy things. <laughs> <laughs> don't get too close to her or she might convince you to try anal. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you could have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> by the choker around her neck that says daddy isn't home <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> she'll show you around she'll show you around <laughs> the hallowed halls of her arty charter school 
<laughs> but first she'll show you her black and white photographs of the cemetery next to the target and ask you what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last part. <laughs> Very good. Ruby Setnick. Can I just say that I'm in love with you now? <laughs> Other me. Other me. <laughs> <laughs> no, past Ruby. You yes. want that? We have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> High school anal. <laughs> baby right. porn. Uh, it's better than, better than baby porn. <laughs> That's what that is. Let's be clear. <laughs> children, children, we've got to move on. <laughs> We're babies, so it's okay. <laughs> Benton, uh, take us to uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. All right, imagine, you guys, you got to imagine you're just walking through the desert, and then you see a small town, and then you see me come up. <laughs> I'm going to be a different person now. Uh, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Hill and, uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. Sorry, my speech impediment. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you uh, saddle up on one of our obese horses and I'll give you a tour of the place. <laughs> oh, by the way, my name's Seth Ruby, but friends call me Jesse. Uh, <laughs> horse's name is John. Uh, we got lots to do here at Hidden Valley Ranch, except any physical activity, of course. <laughs> we mostly just tend to the animals and try and find new things that ranch goes good on. Uh, <laughs> the pizza breakthrough of 05 was big for this town. <laughs> since then, we've dried up. You can take a break at the sodium saloon, ignore the letter from the health department on the door. <laughs> They've got it out for us. Yeah, well, what you would say, a tight-knit community of arteries. Uh, people here have pretty big hearts, literally. Uh, <laughs> stop looking at my lasso. Yes, it is made of fruit by the foot, you know. <laughs> Oh, and here, oh, a memorial to the founder of our town, Mr. Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end, just a callback to Rutherford okay. B. Hayes. <laughs> Very good, Benton. Very good. Very good. The, even, the night of, that we'll all remember, the, the night of half-done prompts. <laughs> all the way, all right. Very good. Uh, Seth, take us to Balvania. Balvane. Yeah. <laughs> So I was going to do a southern accent for this one, but I feel like Benton just <laughs> stole that away from me. Nerd so fight! <laughs> <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Nah, he's from Kentucky. He wins. How do you know that? I listened to the show! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we followed you to your house. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to do this one in a different voice. Okay. <laughs> and it's not going to go together. <laughs> hey, 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 greetings and salutations. <laughs> I want to invite you down to our good home of Balvania, the newest city in Arizona. Come experience our unique atmosphere. We got tons of stuff for you to check out no matter what you're into, all up and downtown. <laughs> See, we got five separate environments and areas all very close together. <laughs> I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a white guy. Yeah. It's okay. It was He's like, a baby. He's it was white. like surfer. <laughs> it started out surfer, then or anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. you know, 
Uh, I'm just gonna go with it. Go, yeah. go for it. <laughs> Keep going with your Doctor Teeth esque voice. <laughs> <laughs> Up north, for y'all like a good safari, we got a tour of the untrimmed jungle, led by no other than Axel Rose. A little below that, for you rockheads, we got the Tilted Tower, an architectural wonder. The natives say used to actually be a powerful, massive beast that was cursed to fall and sleep for the rest of time. <laughs> then after that, you can go down and spend some time at the Penny Pouch Casino, where it's always a gamble if the payout will be worth anything, but the stakes are high. From then on south, you'll hit the Prickly Plains, a pioneer's paradise, and you spelunkers are going to love this shit, the Cave of Mystery. <laughs> now, when you come to Balvania, you're going to want to wear some sort of breathable clothing because it gets pretty damn humid here. But when it gets cold, it gets cold. So make sure to snuggle up to your friends. <laughs> what else is there? There's a salt lick. <laughs> There's a chocolate chew. <laughs> anyway, I'm cutting it close on time here. So, Balvania, taint nothing but a G thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Balvania, Seth Draven, good job. Good job. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Take us to Disneyland in the year 2097. Yeah. Let's see how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome and congratulations. The installation and configuration of your Disney neural input port is complete. Do not be alarmed. This information is being transmitted directly into your mind by me, the mentally integrated computerized knowledge interface, or Mickey. <laughs> Who you were before is but a forgotten memory Like so many sunglasses on Space Mountain Lost into the darkness <laughs> Never to be retrieved again <laughs> Based on initial scan of your work history and acquired skill sets The Disneyland assessment algorithm has placed you in the position of Ride operator Of The Vision's thrilling flight In Avengers Land, formerly known as Arizona. <laughs> Your housing will be located in the Goofy Lot in southwest New Mexico, where you will catch your employee tram every morning at 4.45 a.m., delivering you to your position as ride operator <laughs> of the Vision's thrilling flight in Avengers Land. Hip, hip, hooray! You are now more than just an employee and resident of Disneyland. You are the legal property of the Disney Corporation. <laughs> and be glad for it. Because what Disney does not own, it destroys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so off you go. Watch your fellow Disney citizens as they exit the tramp. And be sure to keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle while it is in motion. Also, be warned that the control of your arms and legs is now on loan to you by the Disney Corporation <laughs> and can be overridden at any time through the mentally integrated computerized knowledge interface. <laughs> a, pre a precaution put in place after the failed revolution of 2063. <laughs> now enjoy your reprogramming on this multi-state tram ride as the subliminal messages inserted into the endless loop of the It's a Small World tune <laughs> fundamentally rewrites your personality. And as long as you remember that compliance will be rewarded and resistance will be punished. 
<laughs> we'll all get along just fine in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was terrifying. <laughs> That's the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for everyone you saw tonight. Ruby Setnick. <laughs> Benton Harshaw. Seth Draven and Jesse Jones. If you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold, Stab the number four gold.com. Also, check us out on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, I'm John Morris Ross IV. Good night. <laughs>